This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Dana McAntony, and Martin Keown started by discussing the latest with Sandro Tonali. Would it be right for him to turn out for the tune tomorrow? Meantime, Chelsea fans were handed an early Christmas gift by the Premier League with a trip to Wolves on the 24th of December. Could this be a sign of things to come? Plus, there's a small case of a Manchester derby on Sunday. What does Martin make of United's progress under Ten Hag? This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Where has Sandro Tonali of Newcastle got to? An involvement in uh, illegal gambling on a website in Italy before he came to England to play for Newcastle in a huge money move joining Newcastle United. But now, Sandro Tonali yesterday <laughs> officially banned from football for 10 months for placing bets on matches and using illegal gambling websites over in Italy, as I said. But then you hear Eddie Howe this morning up at Newcastle and we heard this. Well, it's a difficult one, Razor, because we haven't had official confirmation as a, as a football club yet. So we're, we've heard the news, sort of the speculation um, statement, but we haven't had anything from the Italian authorities at the moment. So we're sort of in limbo, really, waiting for that official confirmation to come through. So because you're still waiting, is there a chance that if that doesn't arrive before the weekend that he could play at Wolves? Yeah, I think there's a, a high chance again that he could be available for us. Um, I still think there's a few things that have to happen before the ban's imposed. Um, so, let's see. So, uh, Dara, I mean, I, I'm as bemused as you and no doubt Martin. Uh, yesterday, it was all about Tonali from this point onwards banned for 10 months. And I know you've got some strong views in this. Mm. Um, Eddie, somewhat uh, in grey area regarding as to when he can play him or not play him again would you expect it to see, would you expect to see him this weekend well if he's available to be picked he's a quality player so Eddie coming off a tough Champions League game he'd want to be able to utilise the squad so why wouldn't he use him as long as mentally the kid's in a good headspace which I doubt he is so depending on how he is maybe he just wants a distraction of playing 
Um, so you'd pick him to play this weekend. It's like mm. anything else. If, if if you've got a player, there's a quality player, and your manager wants to pick him and he's available, he's going to play. Um, I don't understand. If Even I if he's broken the rules. Well, here we go with you guys getting all judgmental about the rules and stuff. Right oh, no, now, no, it's right, a matter of fact. No, but right now he's not suspended. Correct. Well, he's, 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 he's certainly set to be suspended. Yeah, he's so, set so, to be so, out so, for 10 So let months. me ask you a question. If Talk Sports suspended you and your suspension was starting next Monday, would you not do the show today? I don't think that would be down to me. No, but if you were suspended from Monday... I think it would be down to the authorities, no, but, no, my, but my you, employer. If your date was next Monday and you were available today, you'd still come in and do the show and take your fee. Yeah, but I, think I, what I don't think, think it would be my decision. Well, I've just told you, you're free to work. <laughs> so it's the same in football. He's free to play. Yeah, but he might not be in the mental state. To Correct. Play. The last couple of games, That's I mean, he came story. on in against Dortmund, didn't he? And he actually did very well when he came on, mm -hmm. but he didn't come on to quite late in the game. Yeah. Um, and that's the issue, isn't it? The manager now has to get used to not having him as a player. Correct. And I don't think that's any any fault of Newcastle's, of uh, their fault whatsoever. They may even be looking, Jim, at what uh, future payments they need to make for the transfer. Mm. Yeah, do they actually make those payments? Of course. Because one assumes it's not happened <coughs> overnight if he's an addict. Yeah, but... It's he's clearly an addict. It was The signs must have been there. The players before. to the club he bought? From AC Milan. Yeah. Well, if it's not in the contract, they'll have to pay. Unless there's wording in the contract stating about due diligence where Newcastle maybe should have had to do due diligence regards to the player and other things. This is going to now come into future contracts. These betting issues, I guarantee, future transfer contracts will now have clauses in there if in the event it comes out that there was gambling going on or betting going on that leads to a, a ban, we're going to be asking for discounts on transfer fees, money back. I bet you it wasn't in the contract, but it will be from here on in, I guarantee it. Well, the, the fact he's a gambling addict mm. was revealed by his agent. Uh, Milan quietly stayed, stayed in the background <laughs> and uh, Newcastle bought the player and at the time Dara I remember it well the, mm. there were there were eyebrows raised how did they manage to get one of the top players out of Italian mm. football Newcastle United but they did so I would have thought behind the scenes there was some serious conversation Milan, between Milan Newcastle knew? and Milan do you think Milan knew? Well, it'd be hard to think I, that they didn't. It'd be hard to think that they didn't. It, well, if, if you've got a known addict in the building, you, do you not know? Does it just raise its head one particular well, you, day? You've you, been in a dress room. I mean, you you played with people in that position. Did every manager know every person's personal issues or demons? I don't know. Well, let but, me put it this way. If you'd known about Ivan Tony's activity at Peterborough, mm. would, would you have sold him to Brentford? Of course. Would you have told Brentford? Not if they didn't ask. Seriously? You, well, yeah, of course, because you're looking is at... Is that me. not irresponsible you, you, business? Well, why is it irresponsible? If, if I have a player who likes a bet, and as far as I know, he's not been charged, he's not broken any rules that have come out or well, whatever else... Well, they are else. the rules that you're no, no, not no, allowed I, to bet. Martin, I understand before you join that horse Jim's always on, I get what you're saying. But you're asking me, if Brentford are buying a player off me, and I know he did gamble before, but the players told me he's not gambling anymore and it's fine... It's not my job to tell Brentford about the player's character. But then aren't you, a part, of the, aren't you a part of the problem? Should no. you not have helped Ivan Tony to Absolutely. come over the dish? Absolutely, 100%. If it would have nipped it in the bud listen, at that point. if I'd known Ivan Tony had a gambling addiction and he'd come so you to didn't me... didn't know? No, of course I didn't know. Jeez, are you joking me? If I'd known, I've been on the show before talking about this, we've had players with issues and we've given them help. And if I'd known he had an issue, I would have stood him down and helped him with an issue and I would have sat with his dad, his family and him and had an intervention. If I knew it was that serious and he had an issue... We found out a player of ours, who was a very good player, came over from Ireland, had a problem with, you know, the online roulette thing and the blackjack stuff. He was doing it for like 16, 18 hours a day, online gambling, and it completely wrecked his head because he was homesick, his wife didn't move across with him, his daughter didn't come across. 
any of the issues and we helped him. We gave him time off. We tried to get him help with a counsellor. We sent him home every four days so he could see his family, his kid. It ruined his career in England. He's now gone back to Ireland and rebuilt his career and done really well and we're delighted about that. But there's only so much I can do. We'll, we'll contact the, um, the Players Association. We'll bring them in. We've done it with players before. But there's nothing. Some, what else can I do? Well, that's commendable what help. you're doing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't know about Ivan. But I mean, I'm turning to Brentford. You sure. w- you wouldn't have told <coughs> Brentford had they not asked. Listen, it's our understanding. Ivan Tony might have been active uh, in 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 a betting area. You know anything about that, Dara? Then you would have coughed up. Right. No, if if they ask us the question, of course we would tell them and give them an answer. But at the end of the day, when you sell a player to a club. It's up to the club to do its due diligence on a player's character, issues, off-field stuff. This stuff's usually around the houses. You know that, Martin. I you can't can believe there isn't a clause, the a caveat clause that actually covers that area. No. Of un- anything but there will be. But there will be. And some contracts are different from So others. if they did come back to you then, if it had been, become known and there was a huge fee involved, would you sure. have then said, okay, guys, we'll do some sort of a deal? Would you say, no, sorry, you signed the contract? Well, no, I'd say the player passed the medical. You know, when you do a, a sale or you sell a player... Problems you, with you, fella. You take a player, good or bad, if they've got issues off the field. It's up to you to do your due diligence. I mean, yeah. when you scout a player, my scouts go out. I get my scouts to talk to the crowds at away games and games and sit in with them and say, what have you heard about the player locally? Is he a clubber? Is he a womanizer? Is he this? Is he that? We do all of that. You try and do as much as you can. So if, yeah. you, if you'd have bought a player this summer that mm-hmm. suddenly came out and there was a huge issue... That, that you didn't know about sure. you bought him paid a lot of money what would your your feeling be what, would you want any recourse on no, that no you'd accept I, I, you'd I just w- accept it I would own would you f- want to pay his wages you yes I would own the fact that we did the deal I wouldn't go back to the previous club I might moan I might ring their chief executive and call them all the names under the sun and whatever but I wouldn't ask for money back because it's on us to do our research on the player okay. equally players who don't get medicals in full and an injury shows up it's on your club. Do you want to spend the three grand on the medical or do you want to do what a lot of League 2 and League 1 clubs do and don't yeah. spend that money and yeah. just pass a player on How the medical? How much of a deep dive can actually do in a player's character data when you're scouting them? You can do a deep dive. You can do lots of different things. You can even hire private investigators if you're going to spend that kind of money. But clubs don't have the money to do that stuff, Jim. They take it on the flyer. We've signed young players with bad reputations before from non-league who got dumped from Premier League clubs for a reason. Only because we felt they were due a second chance and some people grow up. They're 19, so 20 just, to make Just mistakes. to take it to the next stage, would you then, if you had this player you'd inherited, you bought, sure. you didn't realise he had an addiction, and he's banned for 10 months, mm-hmm. would you be pay, prepared to pay his wages through that period? Contractually, we'd have to, because the PFA would be all over us if we didn't. So we would ask the player, obviously, would he do something to help us? You'd expect to compromise. You, you know, because I would say to the player, I have to replace you, and we're on a tight budget, and we have financial controls. And if we don't get a striker and say it's a striker, if we don't get a like-for-like striker in, yeah. we could be in trouble. Yeah. Can you take maybe a pay deferral for a year? So if you're on four grand a week, can we pay you two and the other two will owe you when you come back playing? So hopefully the player yeah. would say, you know what, Chairman, you're right. You've got to replace us. Yeah. We understand. We will do that. Seems all a bit messy, Dada, does it not? We, we had the debate before we came on air. You and Lukey, our producer, who's a bit woke himself, were arguing with me about he should be banned for life and all of this. And I was saying, my irritation with all of it is there's different, different, different rules, different disciplines. Ivan Tony couldn't train. This guy can now train for the next 10 months with Newcastle. I always felt it was inhumane to ban Ivan Tony from training with his teammates. I thought it was disgraceful. Fine, he couldn't play, whatever. And I said to you outside, I would like whoever it is, whoever the governing body is to make this decision to come out with a list of sanctioned rules regarding this gambling when you break the rules. So, for example, 1,000 bets, 500 bets, whatever, six months, three months, two months, a year, second offence, banned for life, third offence, whatever. For me, there's no consistency. 
the, so you see some of the people over the last year I think there was a couple of players was it a Forest or one of them also who got done mm. um, you know a few players in the EFL some players didn't even get banned and right, yet they, but presumably you know, he's getting 10 months because sure. of the level of betting uh, activity that they've found do you know we will find we, out. We, well, we hope, will find hopefully. out. I mean, we it's do, an Italian oh, investigation. Yeah, it is an Italian investigation. So what I like is to, to be... Do you agree with the fact they're banning him? Yes, I, I agree there has to be punishment for the offence. I'm not sure banning somebody for a whole year of their career. Most players play for 10, 12 years. So 10% of their livelihood, their career is down to drain. But they knew that before for, they started gambling. Uh, Jim, I get it. But some people have such an issue, they can't stop. Um, and again, I spoke about this last time and, and whatever. And I'm not forgiving the offence. What I'm saying is footballers have too much spare time in their hands. I was at our training ground yesterday. I saw our lads come in for warm downs, do a bit of training, but one o'clock they're gone home. You know, not a lot of do, clubs do lower down the pyramid. Human do. nature for some players to want to take risks and the gambling. No, no, Martin, I think it's the it's it's the world we live in, the generation we're in now is the digital generation who spend a lot their life online, whether it's their phone, their iPad, their laptops, playing computer games. It's in front of them all the time. In your day, you'd be out there, you know, hitting strip clubs, drinking in pubs. Nowadays, you know, these lads nowadays, it's different. They're online. They're 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 going gambling accounts. They're making bets. Oh, it's terrible online. All these distractions. No, but but Jim, no one out there is going to have an ounce of sympathy I'm, for I'm them. Not, they know the rules. And again, I'm not trying to defend footballers. I'm trying to make you bring you inside and understand that these players spend two three hours a day training and probably twelve hours a day with not a lot going on between their ears, not a lot to do. So do you and make the, it very clear within your football club that we have, that, that not a single uh, employee is allowed to gamble we have done on every we have done the last like probably 12 in any way on a football more. match yeah we've strongly right. even to the point where i was i was doing fantasy nfl in america with like a, a local club of people who live near me you know where you're picking quarterbacks and picking players yeah and i remember having a drink with my missus one night going geez did i just break any rules here to do with the gambling laws i didn't even know i had to I'd ring our football secretary and say is that is that allowed but you have broken rules in the past yeah. at peterborough Okay, Jim, yes, you're correct. We, we made a mistake a few years ago where, where Barry had to serve a, a suspended uh, period of time for two months. He, we, we took insurance out on a player winning a golden boot. His bonus was 30 grand. So at the start of the season, we offset that as a bet, as insurance. We thought it was quite legal. That wasn't insurance, was it? No, really? but it was insurance. It was basically, he was 20 to 1 to win a golden boot. We offset a few grand Why didn't you to go to the insurance company? Well, because at the time, we thought that was the way of doing insurance. Okay. This was a long time ago. Baz, obviously... What, to put a bet in the boy? He, winning the golden boot. To, and the only amount we put on was for the amount we paid him. There was no personal gain. So it was a mistake Barry made, the club made, we made... He paid for it. He got banned. I felt bad for him because he's been in football a long time and it tarred his name a little bit. It's not like Baz is down the bookies every other day. And obviously the snitch in the bookies when they paid out was straight on the phone about, you know, the bet. And, you know... The snitch. But the snitch knew... If you can call him a snitch... Are you defending the, the person who made the phone call the over an 80-year-old man who made a one-off bet? Don't look at me like that. It wasn't me making yeah, the call. Yeah. But you knew the rules. Well, at the time we didn't. This was a good few years but you ago. Knew, it wasn't, you, you it knew wasn't you as bet. No, we didn't. It wasn't as prevalent as it is now. This was like a good few years ago, and again, I'm hoping statute of limitations has expired, so I'm not getting these, these in trouble rules. There. Jim, these rules, you know, just to let you know, they're coming in 2014, 2015. Okay. So anything, any sporting event, Premier League, sure. English Football League, National League, the FA Women's Super League, um, the FA Women's Championship levels, you cannot put a bet all the way down to that. And mm. it's also, I think, it goes down to the Northern Leagues, the Southern Leagues, mm -hmm. and the Isthmian Leagues. So if you're playing in those leagues, guys. You should yeah. be betting. I've got yeah. to ask you though, Darren, do you sure. think football can do any more than it's doing other than these constant reminders to players? Yeah. I, Don't do it. I think we could do... <clears throat> this is where you should give the agents a nudge and no, say, I, like, earn your money, impressing your client. He can gamble. Where, where do I go to see the rules, Martin? 
If, I, if I'm a new footballer and I join a club today, where do I go online to see the rules? Well, I, Which side I, is it? Well, I imagine the PFA will give you, you, all, you the imagine? all the notifications. But tell me, where's the site? Where's the rules? Somebody, no, somebody's easily found. Well, well, Your club secretary is worth his money. Oh, okay. find club it I'm just asking a question because I, I, I couldn't easily yeah, but find then, it. At Arsenal, we had a rule book. It was traditionally handed well, I forgot, out. I forgot how old you were. Yeah. And those are his rule books. Well, no, but listen, Martin, I'm just saying, the, the point I'm trying to make is, it's not as easy as you think to find out what are you, what can you do right What's and what difficult can you do wrong. about it? Yeah, but you can, as an owner of a football club, you create your own set no, of no, rules. And everybody, everybody then adheres to we those We have rules, now. And then you encompass and, the rules we, that exist from we have else. those rules. I'm not, all I'm saying is people make mistakes. You could have one person who makes a silly mistake like you, know, you did with Barry. Yeah, well, like <clears> I mean, I would have thought you, you super learned from that embarrassment. Of course we did, but... You know, we're not perfect, Jim. I know you like to think you guys are perfect and you don't make mistakes. I'd we don't to, at all. I, I'd love to put a private investigator in your asses for a week and oh, tell you. lovely. Because I'm sure you're not perfect. You're just not, like you're footballers more than welcome. Are, no, but just like footballers yeah, you, aren't perfect. But as, an owner, as an owner of a football club, you're in a position of high importance. And you need well, to, thank you. Yes, and you need to convey that you're, you know, you're zero tolerance uh, for these types of things. But, you expect maybe human, human frailties sure. now and again. Sure. You don't convey sure. the way you are now. Martin, that it's just loose. I, I, I'm you shouldn't also, be loose. I'm you, should also, be, you should be more assertive as an owner sitting here. Thanks for the rule. No, lesson. no, I feel that. Well, listen, do me a favour. Because it's a mixed message go, then to the players, isn't it? Well, go buy a full I enjoy club, that kind walk of comfort in my shoes for a week giving. and see what it's like. I'm a dad of three. Some of my players I see is almost like my kids. Kids make mistakes. Sometimes they do things they shouldn't. And all you can do is try and support them and help them and discipline them for their actions. And I've always said, you never make the same mistake twice. So if I have a player who's made the error and then does it twice, that's a bigger problem mm. for me. But they're not perfect. They're fallible. And, Let, and, let's and, say Tonali was a prolific gambler on a website. Sure. Let's say he was prolific. Let's say, by prolific, I mean he was non-stop. Mm -hmm. He was at it all the time. Is a 10-month ban still too harsh in your view? I think it's more important if he's that much of a gambler and he has that much of an addiction. And I don't know a lot about addiction personally, thank goodness that he needs help. Forget about playing football for a year. He obviously needs a lot of personal help actually getting his life together because God knows what his financial situation is like. God knows what his his health is like. Can you imagine the ulcers you would get from the stress of that? The stories you read about, around you, you know, gangs going day. after people for debts they owe and, and friends you owe money to and maybe you've robbed from people. So look, forget about the ban. Let's talk about the player and the human being. I don't know Tonali. I can only imagine his world's crashed down around him. Mm. And I think we jump on all of this about the bans and what we should do and they should never play again and da da da, it's da, da, da. It's an illness, isn't it? It is and, an illness. And he knows and, the consequences. Right. And he still did it, Jim. Right, and he still so, did so it. So therefore, I think you do have to try and protect him, sure. support him, but he has to know the error of his way. And he has to be Otherwise, we'll be back here again. For, for those mistakes, yeah. because you won't learn otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But does the punishment fit the crime? Yeah, does I, it come I, close to I, it? I don't know his crime because nobody's told us. I don't know if he made 100 bets. I don't know if he is an addict. I don't know if he's made 1,000 bets. If it comes out he's made like 20-odd bets, then I would say to you, he's not a football Well, his addict. agent tells us he's an, he's an addict. He's a gambling well, addict. That's great. But so, again, I, you know, I'd like should to hear we not from be, the should, should we maybe should be re aligning all of these punishments. I mean, you know, Ivan Tony wasn't allowed anywhere near Brentford Ridiculous. Football Club. Ridiculous. And we're now hearing that Tonali might be able to even train, might mm. be able to play the occasional yep. 23s match. Yep. Which is probably right as well, by the way. I'm Absolutely. not sure why he can't train. I don't get that and be, either. A, a bit, being, why do we want to isolate him? We want to protect mm. him. We want to help him. And Ivan Tony's had to live through that. And I yeah. said that. I said that in the summer. That the fact Tony couldn't be around his teammates, get training, get the facilities available to him as a professional athlete was an absolute disgrace. And I thought the PFA, his lawyers, should have been on that hardcore at the time. I mean, Simon was saying he, he would have enough money to get a personal program in place, as would Tonali. Tonali will be a very, very wealthy guy, Dara.
Yep. He can more than look after the financial repercussion of what he's been involved in. And and he's going to get help. And because he's of, of his wealth, sure. he can get the top health, the, the top yep. help yep. from somebody in this field. Whereas many, many addicts out there mm-hmm. who are the in the same. bookies right now, who are throwing their money away, good sure. after bad, I've got no chance. This no. is going to be a, te- a difficult 10 months for him. It's going to be a difficult 10 months because it's going to be you, think about, you think about his health. He's yeah, but he shouldn't arrived. get preferential treatment. No, but he's arrived, in, he's arrived in a new city. There's talk that he's going to have to fly back uh, maybe 15 or 16 times back to Italy because that's where the punishment's been served. And he's going to have to explain himself to help with different groups to explain to the, the next generation how, yeah. how wrong this is. So there's a lot ahead of him. He's got to stay fit. He's got to train with the with the players. Um, I can't believe he's going to be doing it again. And this sends out a massive message, Jim, for anybody else thinking that they want to do this. Mm-hmm. Would, okay. you, would you let me ask you a question? Because there's no doubt, and I've said this, there's still players today gambling. Would you put out some sort of an immunity agreement right now if you were the FA to come out and say, come in and tell us right now what you've done the last two years and we won't ban you? Come and admit it. Come fess up. Let's get you the help you need and let's draw a line under this now. Instead of players trying to hide behind that and try and say, well, I've stopped gambling and I hope that doesn't come out a year later. Do you come it's out It's an right interesting one, but them? I don't think that helps Ivan Tony, does it? Or Tonelli. No, 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 no. Who will it feel doesn't. maybe a little bit embittered about that. The sure. fact that everybody else has been given a free get-out clause. I, 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 get I, out I understand that, but I'm sure those players, they're dealing with their own situation. I'm talking about now. Clean up we, the game. We've, we've now had a couple of big, big-name players come out with this. Do we now, as a clean-up, basically put it out there right now, you will have immunity from prosecution if you right now fess up? Bring the evidence, bring the facts, let's expose but, the whole but, gambling but then, thing for but what it is. it depends what we uncover, doesn't it? Because if we're seeing people gambling in games that they're playing in, then I can't, we can't, I, there's we can't a far, offer that immunity. There's a former player Why? on the Tonali thing because saying nobody cheated. comes out as an I, 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 I get, they get they have, But don't you want to know about it? Don't yeah, you, but, and yeah. more importantly, Martin, do you want to know the people who paid him to cheat? You think that happens? Of course I do. People pay the player to cheat? I think down the leagues and whatever, and over a few years we've seen people prosecuted for it. I think with Malaysia, Asia, the gambling syndicates. Don't you want to break the neck on this? Don't you want to take the cap off it and basically get rid of it? I tell you what breaks the neck in it. Players stop gambling. And and Jim, that's such a simple thing to say. But that's it. it's not going to happen. But that's the bottom line. But, but, okay, I hear you. And then we hear all this and the violins are out. It's such a short career. I'm afraid Tonali Mm -hmm. is learning the hard way today. Mm -hmm how short the career is. And his short career has just been shortened. And who did it? Him to himself. 100% agree with you. Gareth, so you're saying we're naive to think that people are, will just stop gambling. Correct. So, but that's ridiculous, isn't it? So what, So therefore we must punish them. We must punish them if they continue to no, do so. I, I, I'm saying... We must give them major bans. There's a lot more players out there with issues than you think. And a lot of these players out of shame, out of whatever else, hide and have issues and problems. And we talk about trying to be good with mental health so we nowadays offer care and, instead. and looking after these players. Are we really looking after them? Are we really digging into the problem? Because all we're mm. doing in here is basically judging them. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. The Chelsea Supporters Trust has called for the Premier League to reverse its decision to move a fixture, the proposed fixture is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Chelsea on Christmas Eve. The Chelsea Supporters Trust is saying we're not having it. The chairman of the trust is Mark Meehan. Mark, good morning. Um, As far as I gather, the fixture on Christmas Eve is still on, right? Good morning, Jim. Thanks for the invitation. And yes, at this present moment in time, the fixture is still on. Through the Football Supporters Association, uh, the Chelsea Supporters Trust have requested an urgent meeting with the relevant decision makers within the Premier League, but also along with our counterparts at Wolves, the Wolves 1877 Trust, and hopefully we'll have a meeting uh, early next week. Okay, I mean, I think, I think, I think the, the match mark uh, was is due to kick off at one o'clock in the middle of the day to be shown live on Sky. What's the problem with that? You could get there, you can get back from there, and still enjoy Christmas Eve at home? I think it's putting supporters um, you know, in an impossible choice between going to the game gym on, and spending sort of like Christmas time with their families. And in terms of travel, at the present moment in time, there's only two direct trains back um, from Wolverhampton to London. It's a busy day for travel at, at that time, time of the year as well. And I imagine the train companies will take advantage of this and put the train prices up very, very quickly, the same airlines do, and it'll be expensive. I think I'd also say, in the past decade, Christmas Eve has fallen on a Saturday on three days, and in 2017 on a Sunday. There's never been top-flight football on those days, and hasn't been for 28 years, which seems to suggest there's an informal policy at the Premier League not to have games on Christmas Eve. So I'd ask the question, why have they changed their mind now? So, Dara, should the lawmakers listen to the likes of Mark and his supporters' trust? Absolutely, but they probably won't. Um, I've always said to you that, you know, money talks and you know what walks. Um, If this is something they want to do, they're going to do it. Um, It's horses for courses. I understand where they're coming from, from having to travel to Wolves and then back, and it's a family, just like players at Christmas have to play. And some now fans are being asked to obviously give up that as well, time with their family to go watch a game. So it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is like. I think with bigger TV deals coming in, more and more digitalization of football games, I think this is going to be the new norm. You're going to see more than one game on Christmas Eve. You're going to see potentially a game on Christmas Day. The NFL in America have games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. 
They have it on Thanksgiving. It's built around Thanksgiving in America for me when I go home in November. It's a big, it's almost like another Christmas. Part of our Thanksgiving day is, yes, we have a few drinks, we, we eat, we might make, you know, do whatever, but then you've got the three games after uh, dinner. You've got three NFL games on back-to-back, so it's a big part of the tradition. Very much a family night. Isn't it be a family a family day? For, for me, for me, it is. Yes, I would. So why are we to, playing football then? But it's a choice, think? Martin. It's not a decision. You can choose not to do yeah, but it. But we've not played football uh, for, for many years now, have we? On Christmas Eve, we haven't played a Christmas day. A Christmas, by the way, they used to play on Christmas Day, Jim, back in the fifties. We haven't played a Christmas Day match since sixty-five. And we're now, are we going backwards a little bit here? No, this is money. This is the way the world is going now. So you want the product, you want players on 300 grand a week, a million a week. Well, why not make else? it then a London fixture? So traditionally around Christmas, there were local derbies played. But you'd also think of the shopping in London, you think of the traffic, the chaos. That might be why they haven't done that in London on Christmas Eve. Now, I know the Chelsea supporters aren't going to like that, but I'm just saying... I don't personally agree with it, but I think it's here to stay and it's yeah. going to get worse. Because it's all about money. It's Correct. all about the broadcasters. Yeah. Uh, Mark Meehan, uh, Chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Um, at the end of the day, it sounds a harsh question, but how much can football allow fans to dictate the schedule? Uh, I, I, it's not so much about dictating the schedule, Jim. I think you, you always have to ask the question, you know, who is the game for in football? And I do take on the point mm. that, you know, that Darren, Darren has made. If supporters matter... And we had that experience during the COVID where people were watching games in empty stadium. Remember how awful that was. If supporters matter, why are the Premier League and the TV companies making it difficult? And Martin's right. Why couldn't you have a game in London? And also, if you're doing it for ratings, and let's be honest about it's money and ratings here, no disrespect to Wolves, no disrespect to Chelsea, but look at the other two big games that are on that day that they could have chosen. West Ham, Manchester United and Arsenal versus Liverpool. You'd ask the question, a Sky in the Premier League, why did you not choose those games then? Because if it's about money and it's about ratings, you would have gone for those games every time before Wolves and Chelsea. You, the, the TV companies want supporters there to make the atmosphere, to make the spectacle. Of course. But they're you, not, they're not, Mark, they're not you, going out of their way to make it work for sports. Do you and think the Chelsea Jim, fans, Mark, do you think they'll take up yeah. the allocation for that day then? I, I, I think... I think Martin. I think to, to be honest, you know, they find a way. You know, I think most supporters will find a way. They'll have made plans and they'll they'll change those plans as well. But I also like to say it isn't just about the supporters of both clubs. It's about the staff that work at Wolverhampton mm-hmm. Wanderers, the stewards, the hospitality staff, the ground staff, the bar staff, the program sellers, the box office staff. They've already probably made plans with their families not to be working on Christmas Eve and now finding they haven't to do so. And I think Darren's all right as well. Yeah, if we tolerate this, do we go to Christmas Day then? No, but hang on, on Mark. You use the word yeah. tolerate. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, allow I mean, these, these, people yeah. Are, yeah. these people at Wolves are get paid to, to, to go and do their jobs on that day. They'll pro- probably be glad for the money. I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure they'll be glad for the money. The, the bottom line is, if the fixture's on at one o'clock, it's your choice. You either go or you don't. I think so, that, Mark, will you go? Mm. Yeah, that's, you're absolutely right, Jim. It will be a choice, and people will make that will you? choice where, where, where they go. No, I'll, I'll, I will choose not to go, and I'll spend time at Christmas with my family. But I accept that other people you know, will actually choose to go. And I don't think it's actually fair on those staff to actually be working on Christmas Day either. That game could have easily gone ahead on the Saturday. On Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve? Yeah, to, to yeah. work on Christmas I don't think Eve. it's fair for them to be working on Christmas Eve. I they might be low-income low people and they'll probably be forced to work on Christmas Eve. I don't think that's fair at all. 
Okay, Mark, thank you very much indeed. There's a message there, no naming it. Jim, it's simple. Away fans need to start boycotting these kind of kickoff times on a day like that. That will make the TV companies think again. As you rightly say, America data leaves mm. us in the wake sure. in terms of what they organise, not just on Christmas Eve, but on Christmas Day. Yeah. And it becomes a national part of the fabric yeah. of the of the country. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, having NFL games on on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and NFL fans. When I'm in England with my family, I tune in late at night, watch the games, usually with jet lag. So I have no problem with it. As, as a fan, I enjoy it. more sport, the better, or, you know, around the holidays because you get more time at home so you can get to watch more one of events. The reasons, one of the reasons why the Christmas Day fixture, Jim, disappeared was because fans weren't attending. Christmas Day, I get, but this Christmas is Christmas Day, Eve. They weren't, they weren't attending in big enough numbers. Mm. Yeah, Simple as that. They stopped it in 1965. You think this is harsh and the fans asking Chelsea think, fans to go there on Christmas Eve? I think it's a family night. I think I think we should stick to those principles. I don't want to see it on a Christmas. But it's Eve. a choice. It's isn't a tradition it? now. Maybe derbies. Maybe they yeah. should have more derbies on Christmas Eve so that you don't have a lot of fans travelling far. Hard edged, hard nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Martin, we're going to talk football. We're going to talk uh, the Manchester derby. Manchester City, of course, up against Manchester United. And at any time of the season, we always eagerly await this fixture. But. Why are Manchester United, Martin, at this stage seemingly coming across as the unconvincing winners at this time? How quickly might a statement result change that? Before you answer, Danny Murphy on this very show the other day, we were talking about Ten Hag and he says, you know, when it comes to improvement, I'm not seeing much. His first season was was something everybody thought was a good thing. In terms of, I know they lost some games and they weren't good away from home generally, but they moved, they won a trophy and they got in Champions League football back. So I think that would say box ticked for the manager. Well done, first season. And then people expect progression. I don't see them being better, any better at the moment than they were last season. If, if anything, probably worse. The worse at this stage, Martin, according to Danny, the worse now than they were. This yeah. time last season, uh, uh, absolutely, I, and I concur with that. I don't, I don't see uh, convincing performances from Manchester United at the moment. Uh, I see scrambling over the line wins. We've just talked about Sheffield United and their plight and how difficult it's been for them. Well, Manchester United really struggled to win that game with a late goal, 80th minute from a fullback, and it, it just. I'm really pleased to see Maguire back in. I felt a lot of criticism came his way. I thought a lot of the issues we talked we talked about tiring a bus, didn't we, through their midfield? Yeah. And not wanting to I certainly wanted wanted in my heyday to be in this Man United team right now because the midfield Amrabat now coming in is a is a plus. But it's where they were using him in an unconvincing left back position when he's is when he came in. So no, it's kind of work in progress. And and every game they've played this season, Jim, they've you know, if you look at right from the beginning against Wolves, they won that game, and you thought, how on earth did they win that game? Mm. To be two 0 down against Forest, to have to scramble back into that, and every game they don't control games. They've got the players on the pitch to do that, and it's, then you look to the manager and you wonder, okay, is he out of his depth? Let's do you think, think he is? Well, he, one thing's for certain: if he doesn't, I mean, this game now puts him under huge pressure, but they're not expected to win that game, so it's almost a bonus for them. I see, I do see City winning it. They're not expected to win the Manchester derby. Man United are not expected to win the match. The, the club is not where it was, Jim. What are we, 10 years since they last won a Premier League? This is like a rebuilding process. The club is up for sale. It's about, there's, there's, there's huge problems there. But we're that not talking Liverpool, Everton, are It's we? still a good we're, squad. We're, we're talking about Manchester United against Manchester City. They're still in the Champions League, I was there's many United fans I, out there who say, yeah, we're going to beat. But you've asked me, was it convincing? It's far from convincing. But they, they won the three in the bounce, they've won. Yeah, but they've scrambled to one nil wins, Jim. 
you know, to beat Sheffield United. To they, I mean, it's Brentford. Ten Hag the man for the Brentford job. Brentford at home man. in the last few minutes, they managed to scramble to make one, two goals. It's Ten Hag the man for the job. Not what I'm seeing right now. I'm a little bit surprised. If this was Mourinho in, in situ, then I'm pretty certain all the former players would be on the bandwagon now saying they want him out. I don't know whether or not his public relations is very good, but what I'm seeing with my own eyes, I don't see a convincing performance. Now, because he's getting results, he's in there fighting, he's got a chance. It doesn't matter what people believe or what they think. It's about turning around results. This is the biggest opportunity they ever get now at the weekend, but I don't see Man City slipping up again, Jim. It can't happen. I mean, there's a a United fan. How many injuries have we had since the start of the season? Um, Should that not be taken into account? Um, Ask Martin, I will ask you, Martin, is Ten Hag the kind of manager that you would like to have played for in your career? Well, I don't, <clears throat> these are all unfair questions because we don't work with the individual. We don't see them close up. You know, I, just, I want a manager that believes in me, trusts in me, uh, respects what I, what, I, what I am as an individual. Uh, I, I've now, I now see Maguire back in the team. I don't think that sort of respect's been paid to him since the start of the season. But you think Ten Hag's out of his depth? You think he's out of his depth? Potentially, he's out of his day. It looks like he is at right now. Um, they're just hanging on to, to get to get results. If he doesn't get, if he goes on another run, Jim, of two or three defeats, then I think he's out the door. Seems seems to be two or three defeats, and he's out the door. The last, do, do you go with that? Dan? The last few managers there: Mourinho, season one trophies, you know, done well, challenging. I think they finished second. Then he obviously has issues. Um, Oli got him back in the Champions League following year. Issues gone. Ten Hag last year, Champions League trophy, now issues again. So I don't know what's going on there. Look, we all know, I'm a Liverpool fan, but United are, you saw their figures yesterday, the revenue they bring and whatever else, they're the biggest powerhouse financially, you know, outside of a club owned by the Saudis or, you know, the UAE. Um, For me, I don't know about Ten Hag. I mean, I watch the Sancho things, the young player issues he seems to have. He can't seem to get around that. That's obviously a chink in his armour. Yes, I, I agree, Sancho should have apologised or whatever, but you've got a player there that's obviously a talent. You're not getting the best out of them. Is he getting the best out of the players? That's always the question. Bottom line is, I want them to beat Man City, because as a Liverpool fan, I'm hoping we have a title charge this year. But if I'm United owners, the new owners, someone coming in buying a percentage of United, the only manager I'd go after, and some of the fans aren't going to let me saying this, is the Brighton manager next summer. Well, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, uh, yeah. you just when you go through the results, Jim, you just sit there. You're aware at Burnley, and you win one nil. You know, you win, you lose. They've lost four games already at home, by the way. Martin, two Champions. You League built games. a career on one nil wins. You're like almost saying, <laughs> you're saying yeah, you're but having we, a go at all these one nil no, no, wins. No, but, we were, said. but we were in control. Ian Wright would score the goal, and then everybody. I don't was, think I was born. So they they shut up shop. <laughs> this is not a controlling win no, from from Manchester United. Yeah. These are scrambling wins, so we can't really see. It's giving them time, though, Jim. It's giving are they ten four outsiders, Martin? There are. I don't see them making the top four this season. But on Ten Hag, do you not see pluses with this guy? It's his way or the highway. Do you not like I, the way he dealt with Ronaldo? Do you not like I, the way he's dealt with Jadon Sancho? I think we get some idea of the the, the the problem with the culture that existed at that football club when he went there. And I understand what he's trying to do. But nonetheless, when I look for signs on the pitch to see some sort of rhythm, to see some control, I'm not seeing that. Mm. I'm not seeing that. So, so therefore, it's kind of like, it feels like propaganda when you go into a press conference saying after the first three games, like, there's not a problem. When there is a, clearly a problem, it's kind of like trying to keep the noise quiet. They do that by winning games and they've kept it quiet now a little bit. But I'm saying if it, it can go wrong again quickly for is them. Is it pretty much not on a par with what Arteta's achieved? Trophy, top four in and around 
Well, what you've seen from Arsenal is you've seen them in the top two, haven't you, for the last <clears throat> two seasons. So that now Arsenal are regularly now getting back into view. With all, there. With all consistency. With, with Arsenal, two years ago, I said on my podcast, hardtrickfootball.com, that Arsenal were going to compete for the title or win the title within three years because I loved the squad, the youthfulness they were building. You could see what Arteta and his director of football were doing. I don't think you can say the same about United. You looked at Arsenal, all those signings were under 24-25 and they were exciting signings. Mm. You thought, okay, they're building pieces here. They're going to compete for a title and they're going to win a title. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I could say the same about United. Well, on the Manchester derby then, Martin, in view of what we've been seeing, how many does City win it by? Well, you want me to give me a scoreline? Well, I, I can see them winning by three, three-one. Man United might grab a goal. Rashford in good form right now. Um, and by the way, he did really well playing for England. We were criticising him, saying maybe he shouldn't be in the uh, in the national team. But um, you think Rashford's in good form? Well, he I, he looked like he was for England just last week, Jim. Yeah. So, but I, you know, you want to see more. For, uh, McTominay seems to be coming to the rescue far too often for them. Mm. Um, Amrabat is he really the answer sitting in there? Why was he playing left back? You know, um, in his early games that he came into trying. So to is that United? Did you say one three? I say Man City will win this by three one. Yeah, at least. What do you think, Mr. Peterborough United? Um, yeah, City are getting fired. Clear cut. City have what? Got Rodri back. They've got some key pieces back. So I think it'll be comfortable for City. I'm still stunned that, you know, United, the striker they bought in the summer, the money they spent, you know, I look at the recruitment still. That's still an issue. The Radcliffe thing, you know, he's coming in. He's going to have his people in there. Um, was that going to make a difference? You've seen what he's done with Nice. I, I don't know if that's going to be the magic ingredient. So United will eventually get it right. How much money they're going to spend, I don't know. It'd be interesting to compare how much it was spent during the eight years Jurgen Klopp's been at Liverpool versus United. Your 100% essential download, Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Dana McAntony and Martin Keown started by discussing the latest with Sandro Tonali. Would it be right for him to turn out for the tune tomorrow? Meantime, Chelsea fans were handed an early Christmas gift by the Premier League with a trip to Wolves on the 24th of December. Could this be a sign of things to come? Plus, there's a small case of a Manchester derby on Sunday. What does Martin make of United's progress under Ten Hag? This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll be back on Monday to bring you the best of the show. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.